Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. He breaks down plays better than anyone. I mean, this is like Shark Week now. And you know what Baker Mayfield is? He's chum. Look at these sharks. You think you're getting away from those four angry sharks? It's Shark Week. It's time to eat. Make the read urgency. That's the name of the game right here. Urgency. Now, on it. He's on it. Touchdown. Beautiful throw. He's our 95-7 The Game NFL insider. Brian Baldinger. That's right. Joining us on the Boxer Girls and Guest Line, Brian Baldinger, presented by our proud partner, Golden State, serving the Bay Area for three generations. Building better starts with Golden State. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoldenStateLumber.com. Baldy joins us as he does every single Tuesday at 7.30 a.m. Good morning, Baldy. What a weekend of football. You have Mahomes and Allen in Buffalo. Lamar Jackson doing his thing against the Texans. You had a fist fight between Tampa Bay and Detroit out in Motown. And, of course, the Niners surviving against the Green Bay Packers. So a lot of people have had a lot to say about Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. Let's start with the quarterback. What was your big big takeaway for Brock Purdy's performance Saturday night against the Green Bay Packers? Well, ultimately, he takes them on a game-winning drive. And the stat that they put up in the game is alarming, that Kyle Shanahan was over 30 when going into the fourth quarter down by five or more, and that's what they were. So he eliminated that stat. That was ugly. I didn't know about that. But anyways, um, look, he missed a lot of throws. Missed a lot of throws. And I, it, you, it, was it rust? It, was it the weather? Uh, was it he's got a glove on, he's got a glove off, he's not sure? Like, I mean, all those things I think are a factor. But he missed throws that he doesn't – I mean, whether it's a swing route to McCaffrey out of the backfield, just throws that you don't see him miss. You know, second throw of the game, you know, he throws it right to Darnell Savage. I don't think he ever saw him. Like, that. those kind of things were a little bit uncanny. So, you know, do you chalk it up to just rust and not playing in a few weeks and then getting back on a soggy, wet, conditioned field against a really good team that does a lot of things? I mean, I think it's a combination of all those things. So, I mean... It, obviously, building off that that final drive, like what what switched for them? I mean, I didn't think he saw the field particularly well. I thought he was just like the most inaccurate he's been in a long time. Um, but he completely regrouped. Like, what was the difference in that fourth quarter? Well, I, I, I mean, he was accurate with the ball. I mean, the very start, you know, just throwing it to Jennings on a little boot. Um, you know, put it right on him, seven yards. Uh, they a couple checkdowns to McCaffrey, but the big throw. Honestly, it was the one to Conley where you go, where did that come from? You know, the guy had three catches all year, and he catches that 17-yard, you know, square out, and he throws it on timing, and he put it exactly where he had to put it. Uh, I think they kind of stepped away from throwing the ball in the middle of the field like he had been doing, and so I think the throws were a little less dangerous 
than they typically are, but that's how they like to attack. They like to attack the middle of the field. He made a number of those throws to Jennings in the game. Um, but I think I think it was just the simplicity of it, going, look, we got six minutes. Let's bleed this clock. We don't have to rush anything. Let's stay on schedule. Let's don't have any negative plays. So we'll check it to McCaffrey for five. You know, and we'll we'll roll out, and if nobody's there, we'll run it for nine. You know, and so I, I think it, it really just said, this is our drive. Let's just execute it, a play at a time. Let's don't put ourselves behind in any situations. And I think that kind of simplified things. You know, you've been one of Brock's biggest supporters. Like, you have been all over him from the from the jump. It feels like you're, you're kind of taking the foot off the gas a little here on Brock. And, and, and jump in if I'm wrong at any moment, Baldy. But um, are, are you seeing some things that concern you? Or are you just a little, like, I mean, clearly that, that drive was amazing, right? But... I can't ignore what I also saw in the Raven game. No, I can't I'm ignore. Not, so we're no, like, where are you at? As optimistic as we have been, or I have been, yeah. after that performance. He just missed too many throws. And if, you know, Darnell Savage and Keyshawn Nixon could catch, um, you know, we'd be talking about a funeral today. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, have, you, you can't just dismiss that. You can't just overlook it and go, um, I mean, those are, this is playoff football. It's different. It's a different speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get different uh, defenses than you have seen. And so uh, you're going to get unfamiliar opponents like Detroit this weekend. So you're just going to see Detroit does a lot of things that uh, other teams don't do. And so, um, you know, and he got pressured. He's, you know, like Rashawn Gary is a legit, Kenny Clark are legit big time. You know, pass rushers, and all of a sudden you're going to get a little pressure. You're going to get hit. You're going to get bumped, and um, and so you have to be able to deal with all that. So I'm not. I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody could come away and say that was a great performance right. outside of the last drive. Wow. You can't. You can't say that. Uh, Baldy, I'm glad you said it. Baldy here on the morning roast, courtesy of the Boxer and Gerson guest line. I, I'm glad you said that because was been driving me crazy, and I want to be fair to Brock. Brock's had an outstanding year. But I'm seeing comparison to Joe, to Joe Montana and, and well, you know, that reminded me of Joe Montana, Super Bowl 23, you know, 90, 97 yard drive or whatever. And I'm not like, well, let's hold the horses. What mm-hmm. I saw in the third quarter, I saw the same thing. You saw Baldy missed throws, like just kind of out of loss. He just didn't see, he seemed out of sorts here. But how much of that had to do with Kyle Shanahan? Because I believe watching that game play, and we see this in the playoffs with Kyle Shanahan. It felt like Shanahan was tight. The, the unbalanced of his play calling. McCaffrey's rolling, Baldy. We're running empty sets. The first three plays out of halftime, you throw the ball, basically. Jawad Jennings is in the backfield, running the ball on first down. What about Shanahan's performance as a play caller Saturday night? Mm. Well, I mean, you know, you lose Debo on the ninth play. I mean, it, it does change things. We've seen this offense without Debo, and with it, it looks different. You're not going to get a lot of the yak plays that you get with him right. and splash plays and all that. But when, when Kyle put Jawan Jennings in the backfield and said, oh, this is, you know, well, Debo's not here. I mean, we know Jawan can't run. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just ridiculous, you know, and he looked like a guy that's never carried the football before out of the backfield. So that, that seemed a little bit bizarre. And I didn't think they did a good job of really shaking – Ayuk loose in that game. Mm. And he's their number one wide receiver, and you'd think that you'd get him a lot more involved than they did. It didn't seem like they did anything special to try to get him involved. Packers weren't matching up with Jair Alexander. They were just playing their coverages. And I didn't think they did much to really... uh, You know, I know he dropped one, but for the most part, they didn't really figure out a way to... Especially when Debo went down, you'd think you'd get 
uh, a lot more action to Ayuk in there. Also, the clock management at the end of the half. And I know we're asking you questions like the Niners lost. They didn't. They're going to their fourth NFC championship game in the last five years. But that clock management at the end of the first half, Baldy, I was going crazy in my seats. You don't want to play on third and one. You burn a timeout. Then you get the first down. You burn a timeout right away. You let over 40 seconds elapse off the clock. And I've seen this story before with Shanahan during his time of the season. I've seen it in big regular season games with Kyle Shanahan over his seven-year tenure. That's the type of stuff that gets you beat, Baldy. I, I wasn't a fan of that because we know on the other side, Dan Campbell and company, Ben Johnson, they're going to be aggressive at the end of the half. Yes, they are. Uh, they're going to be aggressive all game, and they're going to live or die by it. But it's their mentality. And so, you know, we have seen them. Uh, fake punts at their 25-yard line on national TV, hmm. uh, and 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 it and they lost it. You know they lost the gamble. But the ga- the fact is that they never stopped. They they have attempted over 40 attempts on fourth down this year. <laughs> I don't know where that ranks. That it's probably number one. But I can't imagine anybody having 40 fourth down attempts. But that's who they are. They're not going to sit on a ball. They're not. They might. I mean, he he makes some mistakes too in clock management. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought that. <laughs> I thought they could have done things a whole lot better down the stretch there. And look, I'm not, you know, Jake Moody needs to make that kick. But if you're relying on kickers, you know, like Buffalo or anybody, to go win games like Green Bay, like San Francisco, um, at this time of the year, outside of Justin Tucker, uh, good luck. Because um, there's just, it's just, there's just pressure there that is impossible to um, manufacture. Like it's just a different level of pressure. Yeah, I do, I do want to get into Christian McCaffrey's usage because it was driving me completely insane. But before we get to that, on, on the whole, like, because you, you do this for a living, Baldy. You, you played the game, and then now you're on the other side with the media. And so you've got a glimpse of both sides of this. You were the biggest Brock Purdy supporter. Those things happened. He played great football for a long time. He was in the discussion for a reason. And then he had a bad game, right, and then and delivered in the fourth quarter. But it does feel like a lot of ex-players and a lot of people in the media are now coming out and criticizing him way over the top. Um, what do you make of all that? Mm, I think people just swing with the wind. They just swing game to game. And, you know, their analysis lasts for six days. And then, you know, <laughs> they have to either eat their words. Like, either you either see something that you think is special or you don't. And they're going to have – I mean, <clears throat> I don't care. Willie Mays had bad days. You know, I mean, it's just uh, – you're just going to have off days. And it's – it's uh. It's a rhythm thing. It's a, it's a weather thing. It's a pressure thing. It's a playoff thing. It's all of that. Lamar, until, you know, last week, last Sunday, was awful in the playoffs. Right. And then he became Superman. <laughs> so, you know, it's a different offense, different scheme. Um, you know, it's a different level of confidence right now. But you gotta you got to get through this. I mean, you just have to – Peyton Manning was awful in the playoffs until he became great in the playoffs. And so it's just something that you have to get through. You remember when Steve Young was, you know, ripping the, the monkey off his yep. back? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just every quarterback has to go through this. And not everybody – Comes, I mean, there's a reason why Jared Goff isn't with the Rams. Yeah, you, you know, and he's you're going to see him on Sunday. But you know, the, you this is Kurt Warner used to just tell me, look, you either have some guys just don't have big game genes. These games are big. It's sudden death. Yep. There isn't come back and we'll fix it next week. There is none of that. And so it's there is <laughs> it it makes you tight. It makes coaches tight. And so uh, this is there's all the pressures on San Francisco. All of it. And so it'll be interesting to see how the quarterback and the coach 
and how everything gets called this weekend. Because Detroit's playing with house money. Nobody expected them to be here. Um, they're going to play loose and fast. Yep. And so can you force them into mistakes? That's Jared Goff. When he plays mistake-free football, they don't lose. Yeah, no doubt. He's on a heater right now. Baldy Baldy joining us on the Boxer and Gerson guest line. So how do you get heat on Jared Goff? Because his defensive line... A lot of we've taken a lot of calls. We've had a lot of conversations about that def, that front four. It's been underwhelming, Baldy, to say the least. I thought it was underwhelming against Green Bay. I thought it was underwhelming over the last month of the season. They bring in Chase Young, Brady Gregory. I don't know what's going on with this defensive line, Baldy. But why? What do you see from them on why they're not sustaining consistent pressure on the quarterback or slowing down the run game? Well, they're not. Um, they're not getting any quick escapes in their pass rush. And so quick escapes is what makes quarterbacks move. Whether it's a, you know, it's a, a spin, whether it's an arm over, whether it's uh, you know, just a, a head slap, whatever it is. Like quick escapes is what makes quarterbacks move. But right mm-hmm. now, you know, you're watching Rasheed Walker as a seventh round pick at a Penn State. You know, he's just staying in front of Chase Young and, and, and Bosa out there. And Zach Tom is a fourth or fifth round pick. I mean, they're young kids, and they stayed in front of those guys all game long for the most part. I thought Nick played really hard and affected, you know, a lot of plays, but I didn't see much from anybody else. And so you're going to have to probably go to your blitz game, whether it's Blitz and Fred running some twist stunts. You're probably going to have to add a fifth rusher to get steady pressure um, right now against Detroit because their line, I mean, Penny Sewell, um, you could beat them. Uh, but you better be you better be have a like your best pass rush that you've had all year to beat them and all those guys can get beat they got a backup left guard in there right now uh, Ragnow is just uh, they're, they're, they play really well together yeah. and they played well against Tampa and Tampa didn't blitz nearly as much as they normally do last week but Jared Goff was pretty much untouched so like. How I want to, you know, continue to go on that D line because that was the strength of the team, right? That at least going into it, they spent forty five percent of the cap on these guys. Armstead, Hargrave, you're not seeing much. Like I, there was a couple of plays with Chase Young where he didn't set the edge, and the toss play went right in his direction, and he's you know twenty yards upfield, allowing allowing Jones to just one cut and go, and then Bosa getting chipped and blocked by by wide receivers and getting stood up by a wide receiver was shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they, they got to, um, I mean, you just got to play more physical, and you can't let that happen. I mean, you can't run toss crack. They ran toss crack, you know, and you got Dontavious Wicks, like, basically blocking Chase Young. Like, but yeah. there's technique to that. Yeah. Like, you should never get, you should never get cracked by a wide receiver. First of all, you got to see it. You got to see it before it happens. You got to have, you got to play with awareness. Like, there's a reason why they got to cut split. And so the linebackers got to be talking. And then when it comes, you can't be surprised by it. Mm-hmm. You can't just run up field and let, you know, Aaron Jones go for 10 yards around the corner. Right. Like, you got to defeat that block at the point and not let yourself get blocked. And there's, that's all technique. And so hopefully those guys are working on it this week because Detroit runs the exact same play. Mm, yeah. and, but their running back is a lot faster than Aaron Jones. Yes. <laughs> so, Aaron Jones like, is good in this game, Well, Jameer no, Gibbs Jones and David Montgomery. Yeah. Aaron Jones is great. But, um, I mean, that 53-yard run, like, he just sla- <laughs> he just gashed him. Yeah. Um, no. You know, he's off to the races now. But this kid, Jameer Gibbs, could do the- he did the exact same thing against Tampa last week. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs is legit. David Montgomery's running hard. That offensive line is physical. They got the wide receivers. They got everything here. Can the Niners win this football game if they don't have Debo Samuel? Oh. Uh, yeah, they can win it. 
They can win it. They, Without Debo? Gotta, you waited a long time to answer Debo's that Debo's our toe I waited, you know, because <laughs> he's such a he's, – he's so important to this team. You know, you just don't have that ability to have – you know, if you're – look, for example, if you're Detroit and you're Aaron Glenn, you're trying to match up personnel, and you've got – You've got thir- you got eleven personnel out here. You got you got Debo, uh, you got Ayuk, you got Kittle, you got McCaffrey, and you know throw in Jennings. You're in eleven personnel, and all of a sudden McCaffrey is at wide receiver and Debo's at running back. What are you doing? How are you matching up against that? I've seen Detroit play four safeties at one time. I don't see any team playing four safeties, but they'll play four safeties in certain down and distances, and so that's like a lot of speed on the field, a lot of. Um, a lot of mixing and matching, whether it's blitzing, because they'll blitz number mm-hmm. six, and, and Brian Branch, all those guys mm-hmm. will, will, will come, and speed to the quarterback. And so I, I just hesitated because of how important Debo is yeah. to how teams match up with that with San Francisco. And just taking five-yard shallow crosses and turning them into 30-yard plays, like Jennings can't do that. No, no, and there's a couple times Jennings is coming across the formation like Debo, and no one's moving. <laughs> you know, none of the linebackers are honoring his movement, and so then you hand it off to McCaffrey, and there's just not a lot of space because you're not getting all of that gravital, uh, gravitational pull from the defense uh, adjusting him. I'll let Bonte get to the secondary concerns. I want to get to CMC since we're on the offensive side here, uh, Baldy. Just to me. If you're going to go down in the playoffs, you got to go down with your magic bullet, which is CMC. And 17 rushes in a one-score game, to me, was like criminal. I, I, I could not understand why CMC. You use him all year. You, you're, you're rubbing him down to the nub during the regular season. And then come playoff time in adverse weather, when your quarterback's not seeing the field and having a rough game, you go away from the run? Am I overstating it? Like it, it was driving me crazy. I wanted them to run the ball with CMC more. Yeah, well, I think um, you're not alone. I didn't think they, um, you know, they didn't have, <clears throat> I don't know, like good, uh, good how you want to mix it up. I thought they converted third downs. They had a, a lot of, I mean, I just think first down, I mean, obviously, you know, the two touchdown runs were, were amazing. But I just, I think, I feel the same way. They that they, they've got to just feed them more. Like, if they get 25 carries, what's the big deal? Why would you put Juwan Jennings in the backfield and hand it to him right. when you can hand it to McCaffrey? That was out of halftime, Baldy. Baldy, that no was sense. literally out of halftime. That I was the first it. play out of yeah, halftime. No. <laughs> yeah. It made no sense. You didn't fool anybody. And look, I mean, Juwan Jennings had a good, really good game. For and sure. He's a big body. But he, he's not a running back. Right. Like, just the idea just doesn't make any it, – it, it, I was just looking at it, and I was laughing. And I'm like, do they know what the foot speed of this guy is? Like, he's not hes not going to stop and make anybody miss. Like, just yeah. give the ball to McCaffrey. Yeah, I thought I was taking crazy pills, Baldy. Maybe I had too many drinks. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know what was going on there. I was like, wait, did they just practice that play? Or are they warming up before or after? I don't know. Uh, the secondary here, because Detroit does, does have some weapons. Sam Laporta is legit. Uh, he's going to be a good one for a long, long time. Amaras A. Brown, physical, can run every route uh, on the route tree. Jamison Williams is starting to come, come alive here. So this secondary for the 49ers, what's the best way to match up with Detroit? Is it a lot of zone? Do they eat up zone? Is it bad? What do you do against Ben Johnson in this offense in the pass game? Well, do they have anybody that can replace Ambry Thomas? Oh. Like you just can't give up 41-yard pass interference calls to a guy named Bo Melton. You just can't do it. Like Those plays will kill him, and they'll, they'll throw – 
Jameson Williams runs like nobody else in this league. Maybe Deshaun Jackson in his prime. Like this guy, he takes the top off defense. You have to respect his speed because they will throw it to him. Now they 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 threw it to him a couple times the other day, but this guy's speed is. There's nobody in San Francisco that can run like him. So you're not going to get anything like that in practice. But this guy just closes um, cushions faster than anybody. And But they, they do so many things with formations. you got to be really on your P's and Q's when they, when they really walk through this stuff because they do so many things with formations. Like, for example, last week they threw a touchdown pass to Amon Ross St. Brown right. from the nine-yard line. And they were on the near hash. Well, they put their twin set to the wide side of the field, mm. anticipating that Todd Bowles was going to blitz, which he did, which means they were going to be a man coverage. And they ran a man beater. But they ran the man beater to the wide side, and it just gives Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown all this room to work. Mm. It's just it, it's almost impossible to defend. And so, but but that's Ben Johnson. Like he understands the hashes. He understands field position, where you're at, and he's he it's really really i mean it's not just clever it's just what you should do if you're really a great play caller and he takes advantage of all that stuff and there's a reason why laporte it looks like he's always open yep. and always on the run and looking like he's the next travis kelsey yep. they <laughs> they get him free in by formation and motions as as well as any tight end in this whole league you know, Baldy, like I, I'm, I'm kind of like seeing where your tone and some of your answers and how excited you are when you listen to Detroit. <sighs> Maybe I'm victim of, of thinking about that Baltimore game, but ever since that moment, I feel like a little bit of the veneer has been taken off the 49ers in terms of toughness, in terms of them having the edge, and now, like I, I see some vulnerabilities that I wasn't willing to acknowledge. Are you taking Detroit in this game? No, I'm not taking Detroit. I still like San Francisco. Okay. But I think that, you know, if if Green Bay was a nail-biter, if there's anything left to chew on, you're going to be chewing on it. Mm. Like, because just the way Detroit plays. Yep. Um, they just, they're just, they, they play really, really fast. They're very creative. They do things that nobody else does. I can't watch a Ben Johnson, Detroit Lion offensive game and not see something that I don't see anywhere else. Mm. And that's, it's not like that's going to win the game. But they just are so nuanced and game-specific to some of the things that they do. Yep. And they have um, they know exactly what their identity is. And so they're going to pound David Montgomery early. And Jameer Gibbs had five touches in the fourth quarter, went for 75 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> like they're, they're gonna, he's going to be the reliever coming out of the bullpen. And when he, when he gets in there, he's usually fresh. And if you make a bad angle, um, he's going to make you pay for it. Thoughts on Dan Campbell and what he's done, him and Brad Holmes. I mean, they built this team kind of like Lindsey Shanahan when they came aboard to San Francisco. They identified what they wanted in the football team, intensity, physicality, uh, good character guys in that locker room. Very impressive what Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, have, have, what they've done in three years of Detroit. What's your thoughts about Dan Campbell and the job he's done with the Lions? Well, I don't know if anybody's drafted better than Detroit over the last two years, maybe three years. I mean, all they're all homegrown outside of Montgomery coming in free agency mm-hmm. uh, and picking up Jared Goff. But I, I think that they, they've, you know, culture is the popular word that everybody wants to use. I think it's, it's way more than that. It's, uh, it, it's just this constant belief in who we are and what we can do. And they really do a great job of blocking out the noise and just 
keep, keeping it just in the locker room. Jared Goff does. I remember talking to him this summer. Um, like, he could care less what anybody thinks. He's a stopgap guy, whatever. Like, he knows that that organization has his back mm. all the way, thick and thin. And, you know, I, I mentioned the aggressiveness that Dan Campbell coaches with. The players feel that. Yeah. They're going for it on fourth downs. They're going for the win. They're going to try to steal possession in this game at some point. you got to be alert every single play, whether it's something as simple as, uh, you know, a chip shot field goal. I mean, they could fake that and try to score, you know, in another way. Um, so you have to, like, that's just how they have, they've done that since Dan Campbell's first year when they went to the yeah. Rams and they're, you know, onside kicking to start the second half right. and the fake punting, <laughs> the whole thing. And they've got, they've got real legitimate talent and they play very well together. It- Baldy, you referenced the big game gene. You and Kurt Warner talking about that. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Like, I'm looking up today, all the criticism on Josh Allen. They didn't score for the last three drives. It's like the guy was carrying that team, it felt like, and just needed somebody else to make a play. Who do you trust more? Big game gene this Sunday. Jared Goff or Brock Purdy? I would say Jared Goff, just, I mean, just because of his experience. Just his experience, and I think the overall offensive line play, and uh, in, in how they play, and who and who those guys are up front. I mean, they got an all-pro, first-team all-pro center and right tackle. The left tackle has been in this league for a decade. Um, you know, they Glasgow is just a warrior. Yep. Like they, that group up front is really, really good. He <laughs> might are. be the best in all of football right now. So. And they protect Jared Goff. Like, he's he's their guy. So I I would say just because Goff has been there, he's been to a yep. Super Bowl, he's been in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, just his mentality, um, it never really changes. I, I probably trust Goff more right now. All right, the other side, AFC. We got a, got a special game. Last Sunday, Orchard Park Buffalo was special. Josh Allen gets back oh, to Mahomes. God. Mahomes does it again. He's throwing dimes. All of a sudden, MVS is catching passes. Pacheco. Kelsey's walking up. Pacheco runs like somebody stole something from him, and he's looking to go get it back. Chiefs, Ravens at the bank. That place was deafening. Who you like in that game, Baldy? Who's representing the AFC in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm torn because Baltimore is a better team. But why would you ever bet against Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> yeah, That's what I'm like, saying. Why? <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it. I mean, MVS didn't catch that ball. Mahomes stuck it right in <laughs> the shoulder pad. He didn't have to catch it. He knows he can't catch. But he still threw it to him in the only spot where the ball could stick. You know, I, I don't think his hands ever touched the ball. So the, guy's just, the guy's just like nothing we've ever seen. Period. And, he, you know, just going into Buffalo and winning a first-road playoff game, the legend just keeps growing. And so it's interesting, though, you know, this this matchup that they had with Buffalo because Spags is so good, mm, the, the defensive coordinator. Yep. And basically they said you're not – they didn't have – they had 78 plays. They didn't have one explosive play the whole day. That's not incredible. One. So they said you can, you can check it down. Josh, you can run it for 72 yards. James Cook, you can, you know – Catch this third down pass and get a first down. We're not giving you a 30-yard chunk play. We're not giving one to you. And so the whole game plan was we're not giving up any chunks. We're going to defend the deep part of the field. Diggs, well, Diggs could have caught that ball, yes, but he didn't. They didn't give up one. And so at the end, that was their demise is the way that Kansas City played them. And these games, both of these games on Sunday, it's going to be in the hands of the coordinators and how – which one executes their game plan better? They all have good game plans. I don't know that anybody has a game plan for Lamar right now. He's just that good. And their defense right now, 
every quarterback struggles against them because yeah. they play a matchup zone. You never know what they're doing yep. or what they're in until the ball snapped. There is no, you can run all the motions you want. It has no effect on what they're doing. None. And so they're just very, very good at what they do. And it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, maybe Kelsey and Pacheco and Rasheed, maybe that's enough. I have a feeling it's not going to be enough Sunday wow. in Baltimore. Wow, Baldy. Ever since you said that about Baltimore's defense, the matchup zone, I cannot see it, how they confuse quarterbacks. <laughs> the window dressing, as you mentioned, all the motions that Andy Reid loves to do. Well, what's interesting, Bonte, is they led the league in sacks this year with right. 60, right? Right. But they don't really have one good pass rusher. Right. But they make the quarterback hold the ball. Yes. <laughs> and when you hold it, eventually Jadevian or Van Noy or Matabike, one of those guys gets home. And that's kind of what they rely on. All right, Baldy. Looks like you got a podcast to get to here. We always appreciate the time. Championship weekend. We can't wait to tap in with you next Tuesday. Let's do Niners, it. Lions, Ravens, Chiefs. It doesn't get better than this. Baldy, enjoy, man. Have a good podcast. All right, guys. Take care, man. I'll talk to you next week. Ne- next week, Baldy. Brian Baldy here on the Morning Ross on 95.7 The Game. It's a lot to respond to. A lot to respond to. And a lot of people may not like it, especially 49er fans. But it's something that, you know, we had a conversation a couple weeks ago about it. But we're the haters. Let's get to the injury report. <laughs> it's time for the injury report. It really hurts. Brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. Uncomfortable conversations. People don't like to have them. Not in sports these days. The truth hurts. I want to pick a fight. So, 888-957-9570. Let me know what you would like us to talk about. Would you like us just to wear pom-poms and tell you that everything is great? Or would you like us to break down the game and be truthful? Because it sounds like a lot of you don't want us to be truthful. We'll get to that on the other side, Shasky. The truth hurts. I don't want to get in trouble because every time we talk, we know we're at the break. We're the only show where we've got so much content, we can't hit breaks. Yeah, you know? Ow! 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 This how I know Purdy fans are triggered. Because I'm not a Purdy stand, I'm a 49er stand. But Purdy fans are so triggered, they're bringing up Trey Lance for some reason. I have no idea what Trey Lance has to do with this week whatsoever. Trey Lance is in Dallas. Hell, he might be a Cabo right now. He may be getting ready for the CFL. Why is Trey Lance a topic of conversation on YouTube? Moses Moody making good progress as he recovers from a grade one left calf strain. He was clear for lighting individual court workouts. It will be reevaluated in a week. Gary Payton II, dealing with the grade two strain in his left hamstring, has also been cleared to begin light workouts on the court. His next reevaluation will be in two weeks. That is the injury report from the Go to State Warriors. That is brought to you by Boxer and Gerzen, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm. He'll begin your workers get their lives back for over 40 years. What's coming up with the game? Brought to you by Fremont Bank Full Service Banking. No compromises. We're going to dive into what Baldy had to say, plus take your phone calls. Kirk Morrison at 8.30. You don't want to go anywhere, folks. The roast is humming. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.